since I worked 1 to 9 from like 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It, it slows down, obviously. Um, but like we, we still get, you know, some calls. But anyway, I, I have to occupy my time and I'm on my work computer, so I can't really be trolling Twitter on there because that's frowned upon. And, Inappropriate, like, yeah. And they could probably track it too. Yeah. Um, so I'm on my phone and I like just troll TikTok to entertain myself and I'm like constantly sending my mom TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I guess just today it like forced her to sign up to to view the videos that oh, I sent her. Oh wow, yeah. And of course she's like texting me back like I can't log in. It's asking for some username bullshit and I'm like, "Mom, uh, relax." <laughs> uh. I'll, I'll I'll deal with it next time I'm over. You don't want to she doesn't want to get at all locked into that swamp that that uh that quicksand that shit attacks your life and eats it up tiktok you could just get sucked in you be like oh yeah i just want to look at a, a couple quick ones right before bed you're scroll then you're just stuck then you're like 911 videos 911 calls <laughs> it's like holy shit this took a dark turn and it's getting worse yeah, you guys talked about this on on your most recent monthly. Oh and yeah, I always talk about the same bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found the dark corners of TikTok. Like it's it's constant dog oh, and cat videos good. in my feed. Maybe that um, says something about me. I'm also like I don't know. There's some switch in my brain where where it is just a time killer for when I'm not taking a phone call for my job. Uh, I don't look at TikTok outside of that portion of my life it's just a time killer while i'm working and not taking a call that's it oh good you have (laughs) self-control that's why you're that's why you're a healthy weight and you look good thanks you practice self-control i miss that that gene doesn't exist for me i ate four cosmic brownies today okay nice (laughs) that's a lot you feeling all right Oh, dude, I feel good. Uh, <laughs> Tammy bought a box of fudge rounds and a box of cosmic brownies. Why? Because she's sabotaging me. <laughs> so the fudge rounds, and it was a big box. It even says on the box, big pack. Less than uh, less than 24 hours it lasted in the house. It was fucking gone because i have this i'm on this schedule now where i come home and then uh so i work overnight i work 12 to 8 so i get home at 8 and then i try to spend 8 to 3 doing stuff going to the gym um you know yeah yeah yeah. trying to enjoy that time so then i'll try to go to sleep Around three, three thirty in the afternoon, which you know the sun's still up. It's weird. I gotta take Z Quill normally. You know what I mean? Melatonin, mm-hmm. whatever. So then I go to sleep, and I always will wake up like midway through. The sun's down, so it's disorienting, and I'm I'll just like go out to the kitchen and just do something terrible, like eat two fudge rounds back to back. And then drink soda and go back to sleep. So it's bad. <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad thing. But other than that, 2022 starting good. <laughs> yeah, Kat, uh, 
for a while she was having trouble sleeping. I, th- I think it was just her schedule sucked. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a brand new restaurant, so there's a lot of stress involved. She's the fucking boss. Right. Um, so she wants to succeed, and I think that was like preventing her from sleeping. So Understandable. She, uh, she finally got a medical marijuana license and has like a nice little weed pen, and yeah. that it's perfect. Like she just hits a little bit of it before she goes to bed, and boom, she's out and sleeps through the night. Um, but also, <laughs> because like I guess friends at work know she's like into weed now. Like one of her friends gave her this like little Ziploc bag of like they just look like normal cookies. Yeah. They're not even brownies, like normal cookies, but uh-huh. they're weed cookies. She put them in our fucking snack. Oh, that's asking for a big mistake. <laughs> and it looks it looked conspicuous, so I, I asked before I ate them. Good. Thank God I did, because like I noticed like it was like the morning it was like a morning before I was going to clock in and work <laughs> and I was about to like smash them in my face and Oh my god. Like, Cat, eat, what, eat like what are four these cookies. cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Just lose your fucking mind. You're not you're not a big weed guy, are you? No, I just, I've never been interested. Um, just a big drinker. Yeah. Have you ever done it? No, I've never smoked weed. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've even, I've even done cocaine a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that, like, I understand why people get addicted to it. Cause that shit fucking works. I was oh, like, yeah. Drugs I was work. wired. Yeah. Yeah. Like wow. the, 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 I didn't know people like you existed, Tim. I'm not trying to be rude. I just didn't. I didn't think. I thought it happened to everyone, no matter what. <laughs> Even if you didn't want was, to, it was. It's no like moral high ground or anything. No. It just never interests me, and yeah. I don't know. I get along fine without it. Have, wow. I'm very jovial without weed. Or yeah. my buddy in college always used to say, uh, "I don't need a drug to make me." Uh, lazy and hungry i'm that naturally mm, mm. that's a stereotype I, that's a stereotype tim and i totally appreciate I, it it's my medicine okay exactly no that's fascinating to me uh uh cat is lucky that she could do that um weed uh f- sets my brain on fire if i like smoke weed then like lay in bed and close my eyes, then I just start thinking of every, like already if I close my eyes, I'm thinking of everything. But then with weed, it's like even there's gasoline dumped on the fire inside my head where I'm just thinking about even more stuff. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. I think weed is very different person to person. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I should really smoke it. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when I weigh the the good the the good times I have versus the bad times, um, and I don't really have bad bad times anymore. I've had some horrendously scary times, uh, like very serious freakouts that sucked major shit. Uh, but then, like the good times are really good. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's uh, you know, to each their own, I guess. But. Interesting though, it seems like at times it gives you almost like an LSD bad trip. Yeah. So okay, so I've I've done weed, right? I've done mushrooms, right? And I've done LSD. 
to me, like one tab, one hit of LSD is infinitely easier to do than like a high, like a major amount of marijuana. Like if I would rather take one hit of LSD than take like a huge hit of edible marijuana Mm. any day of the week, because, uh, brother, it can get scary in there. (laughs) Like you, you go deep inside your head and it's like, it's, uh, and it, once you're in it, it's not it's not something like um, you can get out of. It's just like you buy the ticket and you take the ride. And sometimes the ride is scary and long. But what are we talking about? Let's stop the drug talk. Well, so far in this, uh, you know, a monthly Mike Calls Timmy, I feel like the through line has been a lot about the way the brain works and mental yeah. health and shit like that. And I guess I guess last month I, I was kind of talking a little down, and since then I've been like back on track. Like my Saturdays are good again, despite that I'm in the apartment by myself, yeah, not doing too much. Like I, I have motivation, good. I have energy, good. I have like positive vibes again. So I'm very glad to hear here. that because yeah, um, to to people that don't listen to Pop Addle, like I listen to, you know what I mean? That just know you from. The do your work here on the Doom Thugs, uh, the Doom Thugs channel, which is part of the Old City Sports Network. Thank you very much uh, to Old City Sports. Uh, oh yeah, for having us. Happy to be doing good work over here for for them. They reached out to us and wanted to get some comedy on the channel, so they came to the. They knew where to come. Huh? Come on. Right off the bat, we're talking about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> drugs are funny, dude. They're uh, kind of funny. But, yeah, so to those that don't know, because we talked pre-Christmas, right? Yeah. And your Christmas sucked for the it most sure part. Uh, because of COVID shit, right? Yeah, both Kat and I got COVID. Right. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I guess sick. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we're both not vaxxed. Um, (laughs) We went to we went to an indoor concert. Yeah, you were on a ventilator, Uh, right? No, but but Kat, you know she she runs a restaurant, uh, and she's constantly dealing with the public. Uh, On Christmas Day itself, we were like getting ready to go over her parents place and that's when she got a text from one of her servers that said hey i just tested positive for covid Mm. and at that point cat was already experiencing symptoms like she was fine uh like well enough that she we were gonna go over her parents place but then thank god that text came in because then we took the proper precautions um there's no at that point there was no fucking rapid test to be had anywhere Mm -hmm. uh luckily her sister is a pharmacist and they, they had an extra rapid test. So we drove like 40 minutes to where they live to get this mm. rapid test. Kat took it. She tested positive. So we, you know, stayed home for the holidays. And she had it super bad. Um, not to the point where she had to go to the hospital, but the thought did cross my mind. Cause well, that's yeah, what how... was it like? Tell us what it's like. Us that don't know. You so know. she, she, <clears throat> this, the timing of it was all, is all important too, to give context. Like, I got my booster on the 19th of December. 
And by the time she's testing positive, you know, that's the 25th, that's six days later. So by that point, I'm probably getting infected too. But I think my booster took hold. And that's why my symptoms were super mild. By the way, I also did test positive. I got a, my hands on a test a few days later. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I was generally fine. Uh, Kat, on the other hand, was not. And she got her booster on the Wednesday before Christmas. Um, and she planned it that way because she has off on Thursdays. So uh-huh. she felt like shit on Thursday. But it would very much, I think, was you know the after effects of getting the booster. Um, but then that just rolled into her like normal, like the, the after effects of the booster were just like, she was fatigued. Like she was just knocked out. She mm-hmm. didn't really have cold symptoms though. That then happened on like Friday and Saturday where it turned into like the cold symptoms. And then by like Sunday and Monday at, you know, after Christmas, when she first tested positive, it was the full on fever. It was the, the chills to, to the hot flashes to, she had a severe sore throat to the point where, like, she couldn't eat. Um, uh. So for, like, pretty much two days, she didn't eat. Um, she just, she could barely move off the couch. Like, she just was, she was, she was terrible. Um, but, you know, the full congestion, yeah. horrible cough, headache, like, all, all of the symptoms except for it seems, or, well, not seem, it seems. We both never lost our sense of smell or taste. Lucky. Um, and, but I think that's, like, common with these with this omicron variant that i think people aren't losing sense of smell and taste but anyway so so that's what she went through um <laughs> you know it, it and it, it's still she's still not a hundred percent like she's fine yeah. but she still experiences like bad headaches and fatigue like she's not quite back whereas whereas i turned around like in four or five days i was back to 100 percent. did you get sick sick no, like right. it, it was almost as if I could feel the virus was trying to attack certain parts of my body and yeah. each part was a different one each day. So like day one was like forehead uh, pressure. Then it like, tr- like I got a swollen neck the next day. Then yeah. it was like trying to be a sore throat the day after that, but it never got bad. It was just like slight. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it was just gone. Good, yeah. yeah. Lucky. I mean, but anyway, both of you are, but it's like now you were through throughout the whole thing. You were very obviously not as you should be worried about getting COVID, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, is there any sense of relief now that you've both had it or on the and are on the other side of it? Is any of that like kind of like? Was there like a did any sort of weight lift off your shoulders after like you got it, you were lucky enough that it wasn't as bad as it could be, and now you're on the other side. Now you're loaded up with vaccine, booster, natural immunities. You're like your fucking bars are full. You need to level up to get even any more space in your bar to fill with more shit. Right? Is any type of feelings like that, or am I being uh, naive? Definitely feel very confident. Sorry, very confident that I I will not get this virus again. But I I wouldn't say it was a sense of relief. Mm, Um, Okay. 
because all along I didn't want to fucking get it. I right. heard all the people that got it and got it bad. I mm-hmm. was super lucky. Cat got it super bad. It sucked to watch her go through that. Yeah. Um. But but yes, like I, I guess we're we're on the other side of an awful thing, and you know there, there's so many people that Omicron just ran through. Yeah. That. I don't. I. I. I don't know if there was much we could do, especially like I, I've didn't I'm seem like a, it, right? No, like cat uh, you know, works in a public facing job, mm-hmm. and it was just I guess a matter of time when it when this variant comes out and it's so transmissible. Um, and you know, we we talked about this a little bit on we we had an episode recently where just Brian, uh, Keenan, and I talked about COVID because mm-hmm. Brian Brian's family came down with it. Um, Brian's a teacher. Right. So then we got talking about like, it, it's not just restaurants. It's like any job that like has to deal with people and deal with the public is, is just getting crushed. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. And if we were all, all of us at work in public, if we were tested in the same way that, um, like athletes are tested, athletes or, or, actors you know what i mean like these mm-hmm. if if our jobs truly gave a fuck about our health and tested us at least once a week how many more of us would have had it like i don't think there's any way in hell i have not had it and just didn't and was just asymptomatic you know what i mean it's like i've i've been in the shit i've been around people that had it um I got super sick. I lost my sense of uh, taste, but I tested negative. It's like, what the fuck mm. is that? Like, it's like, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's fucked up. But if it, it, it's coming to an end, right? Yeah, I think we're on the downslide. I mean, um, Omicron has peaked and is going down. And we're also being fucked around with, you know what I mean? It's like, it's in the la- in this last stretch here, right? In the beginning of the pandemic, when it was at its fucking worst, where right, nobody we in, in the, the world had fucking we school, immunity. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people were dying at a high clip, right? Mm. That was the big number they had on the side of the screen on... CNN and Fox News at all time. Deaths, right? How many people have died today? That was their big thing. Now, now that tests are widely available, now that everyone's getting it, all they talk about is the cases, right? They don't even talk about deaths anymore. It's just these case numbers are so sexy to these fucking news outlets because they're they're exploding through the roof because... You can test in your own house now. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's fucking terrible. It's it's uh, it's hard to know what's really going on. I, I I'm I, despite having COVID through the holidays, and then I, pers- well, and Cat too. She was out of work. We both just stayed home, and. It, it was surprisingly not that difficult to stay home, even though by the end of it, like I was losing my mind a little bit, but I was like, well, I have a reason. Like I, 
there are things I would like to do. I do want to go see Spider-Man. You know, I, I do want to yeah. get out and see other movies and do the shit I normally do. But I have COVID. I'm staying home. And I guess the point I'm trying to get at is that it it somehow didn't fuck with my mental health. Because, like, I, I just knew I was doing what's good for everybody. You did the um, right thing, the responsible yeah. thing, yes. But the one pessimistic thought that came in my mind was just how... It felt like a reset back to 2020 where I was like, man, this Omicron shit is blowing up. It fe- it feels like March 2020 where like the sports leagues, you know, but well, I don't know, the, not the NBA, but the NHL shut down for like a week. Right. Um, and, and that was like the first fucking red flag for everybody back in March. Um, once again, uh, you know, like for, for a while, I didn't feel like I had to be some fucking epidemiologist to figure out all this shit. And now like. I'm back to like researching all these numbers and new symptoms and whatever. Like, it's like, I, I was, I don't know for over this past summer, like once vaccines happened, I kind of stopped paying attention to those things. It's like, I don't need to be so on top of what's best for COVID and all of these fucking things that are just added stresses to life. I can go back to just worrying about making sure I like clean the toilet. You know? Right. Right. Which is, I mean, in the summer, cases are going to go down again, right? Mm-hmm. And, he, and the NHL players are saying, too, they're like, because that was my point earlier. Like, if they tested us at a supermarket at the same rate that they tested NHL players, we would all be out, too. But it's just mm-hmm. we only have to test if we're showing symptoms where they get tested every day no matter what. And they're uh, – frustrated in that and they're like look our league's probably the best league in terms of um or one of the best leagues in terms of vaccination rate right they're they're close to 100 that might actually be they might actually be the best because there's they know for a fact that literally one player tyler fucking bertuzzi is not vaccinated you little bitch (laughs) (laughs) and it's like and they're like like all these pl- we have to play shorthanded every night because we're all getting tested, but nobody's actually sick. It's driving us crazy, and it's like, and it's 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 show the proof is one hundred percent there that if you're fucking vaxxed and boosted and you get it, you're getting, nine times out of ten you're not going to the fucking hospital, right? Maybe mm-hmm. even ninety. You know the people that are clogging up the hospitals are overwhelmingly non-vax people. So the players are saying, we're all fucking vaxxed. Let's stop testing every fucking day. And if someone's sick, then they fucking stay home. And it's like, that's where it seems like it should be now, right? It's like, if you're fucking sick, stay home. But the problem is, especially you guys were talking on your most recent episode about the restaurant industry and other like it's like it's like yeah let's all work under the assumption that if we're sick we'll stay we'll stay home but it's like that shit don't fucking fly you know what i mean that that pertains to your job too yeah you probably can't call the fuck out that's not a thing it's definitely i'm gonna say it's definitely easier for me because you talking about how if especially pre-pandemic if you're sick you gotta fucking call everyone you work with begging someone to take your fucking shift and 
uh, Jimmy made the point like, that's not my fucking job. Like, yeah. what the fuck does the manager do? You find someone. I'm sick. It's like, fuck that. Restaurants is such a racket because they fucking depend on the customer to pay the employee's salary, right? Mm-hmm. Do they like do restaurant do restaurant workers get health insurance for restaurants for the most part? Do you know? Oh fuck no! Right. Like Iron Hill, where Casa and I worked at, was the only one that <laughs> offered it. That's that's that is unheard of. And it's like the rest of the industrial industrialized world has restaurants, right? Like England has restaurants and they make a living wage and cheeseburgers aren't hundred dollars. It's like, what the fuck's the scam here? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, actually, by the time you're hearing this, uh, we'll, we're having Costa on to, he, he must've listened. And yeah. then he was just blowing me up in texts, like with all sorts of reactions. Yeah. And, and then he just, demanded he be on the podcast love it love it <laughs> and i was love like it. fuck yeah man you're always welcome so yeah. our next episode is basically just going to be a adam casa reacts to our restaurant episode <laughs> i am such like i have never the closest i got to the restaurant industry was working at bain's deli in the grand run mall which was just making sandwiches dude i i'm very familiar with that exact bain's deli oh, you might have even God. made me a sandwich at some point <laughs> <laughs> i can still smell it i can still when i smell like uh blue palm olive it takes me back to that fucking nasty kitchen with the fly strips hanging down man working at the at the mall as a teenager fucking would have been cooler if i was cooler <laughs> you know what i mean it would have been more fun if I wasn't such a geek and a spaz, but it was still pretty fun. It was like so many cool dudes worked there and it was like the cool dude place to work. And Adam got me the job and I was just, and also my brother and sister worked there years earlier. And I was just, oh, I forgot Adam worked there. That's right. He used to talk about it when we Bain's worked together at Iron Hill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to jump back to the, the NHL thing for a second because hey, I'm all know. over the place. I haven't slept today. I just took down a bang. <laughs> energy drink a Coors Light and I'm working on a glass of whiskey so you might have to rein me in a little Timbo you know who my partner is on my podcast is, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally why I'm on the podcast is just to rein his brain in. <laughs> we just but, got uh, I'm sure you saw it the uh the the thank you uh from Keenan and Mandy's wedding the card with the oh, picture. it might be in my mail. I, I don't check my mail very often. <laughs> it fucking rocks. It's such a cool picture. Their photographer Re- did a great job. Yeah, their photographer was pretty awesome. He sent a, a, a link to, I think, me, Brian, and Jimmy with, like, all the photos. And I, I went through and, like, selected a few that I thought were hilarious. Yeah. Um, like, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this on the podcast, but it was, at one point, uh, someone, I won't name names, let keenan's dad take like a big hit off a joint uh, and he hadn't smoked weed in like a while yeah and that day was kind of hot yep we're in full-on three wool fucking suits. wool suits <laughs> so you know we're sweating we're drinking keenan's dad takes this like pretty big hit off a joint and passes out <laughs> <laughs> and the photographer took a picture of it <laughs> He's just 
John Laird passed the fuck out in the in the grass. They took a picture of it, so I was like, oh, I gotta highlight this one. Absolutely. Send it to everybody. Um anyway. Fuck. What the fuck am I talking about? NHL. <laughs> yeah. They I don't know if you saw they they did put out some announcement about post All Star break. Yeah. They're they're going to lax all of yeah. those testing requirements. Yeah. And like you said earlier, how sp- it how sports are kind of like the uh indicator like that was how we all knew that the pandemic was really something to be concerned about when the nba was like right in like right before tip off was like uh shut everything down <laughs> yeah like, that's how uh, you do you're like oh this might be around a while <laughs> this is john annoying. taffer came on the fucking shut it down yeah <laughs> john taffer autographed john taffer picture right here baby right there. nice buddy kyle got that for me hell yeah but, Another um, friend of the pod who's awesome, love Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, one of the best dudes there ever was. Um, but yeah, so it's like when you see that, it's like that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Laxing the policy because at this point, what do you do? It's like we, not. I mean, it was decided for us that we're not going to do full lockdowns, right? We kind of half-assed the lockdown thing. Mm-hmm. We half-assed everything because of purely because of politics, people are mm-hmm. against the vaccine. It has nothing to do with any science, anything. People are against the vaccine because of their shitty politics. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can you can send me all the videos of insane fucking chiropractors talking bullshit that you want. It all comes down to your love for Donnie Trump and his little orange dick, even though he is vaxxed and boosted and was vaxxed before you and your entire shitty family. The second he could get it, he did in your fucked up weird brain. It's your loyalty to that fucking dickhole is the reason you won't get vaccinated. And if you say it's not, I don't fucking believe you. It's it's but that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's like so it's like we got to share the country with these fucking morons. So we did not hit the numbers that we needed to hit in the initial rollout of the vaccine. We fell short, which was a victory to some people. Right. People were like, fuck, yeah. You're fucking okay. So you're the same motherfucker that demands everything go back to normal right now, but you're also rooting for the vaccine to not work, even though that working will make things go back to normal quicker. It's like, how are you allowed to have kids? You should be in prison. You're so fucking stupid. What is wrong with you? Yeah. So we uh, anyway, we didn't get hit those numbers. So now we got to we had to extend it and go through this weird, you know, uh, hump that we just went through now where Omicron and Delta wreak more havoc than they should, because not only do Americans not take vaccines, we're not sending them out to the rest of the world. We're hoarding vaccines. People aren't using so fucking vaccines get born other places. They immediately spread all over the world, which is okay. Now we got through I think, I think, the I think that last part hump. You, I think that last part you meant to say variants. Variants. What did I say? Vaccines. <laughs> variants. Excuse me. So the Omicron swept through everybody. 
The fucking health system got overrun again. And now Omicron is going down. So you hope now with the amount of people vaccinated, with the amount of idiots that didn't get vaccinated, that got COVID. Mm -hmm. So now immunity has to be at a much higher level, right? Both natural and otherwise, where it's like, it's going to go to an acceptable level of yearly death. Like the, the fucking number that every, everyone is always like when this shit first started and like what a hundred thousand people died in a very short period of time. People always are always like, well, X number of people die from the flu each year. And it's mm-hmm. like, Okay, numb nuts. Well, more people are dying at a higher clip than that because no one has had this flu before. That's the problem with it. So it's like we as a society has accept, have accepted X number of flu deaths a year. So once we hit that number for uh, COVID, then it's like everyone's just going to be like, no more blood on my hands. Everything's open back to normal. The way I see it, you know what I mean? There's going to be, we're going to have COVID forever. People are going to fucking die from it. But it's like, you get a shot every year. If you want it, like the flu shot or, you know what I mean? It's like, this is just a fucking, this runs in a lane next to the flu. That's going to fucking kill people. And uh, people aren't going to care because it's going to be mostly, you know, sick people, old people, people that we who want to go to Wawa and not have to wear a mask for five minutes. Uh, we want them to die. Yeah, Did anything I just say make any sense? Yeah, no, you, you, I think you tied a bow on it, um, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of sad that like, you know, there's the people that compare the, well, so many people die of the flu. Like right. what's the problem with COVID? And it's like, well, those people that die from the flu also probably don't need to die either because there were probably reasons why they could have prevented that. I don't know. Like, it's just, Oh yeah. I don't want to get into some like crazy debate, but like it does suck that we're, we're kind of somehow two years later, like having full circle, similar arguments. And another thing that like about what, what you're saying about the vaccine or the anti-vaxxers, I always thought it was like a very, very small fringe crazies out there. But no, we're talking about like 30% of the population that are like, nah, I'm good on vaccines. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of scary. That's 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 that, really nutty. That is I negative progress. That. That's moving backwards as a nation. You like to I think believe that's called a regression. Regression. <laughs> you like to think as the quote unquote greatest nation in the world that we're we should take pride in being smarter than everybody but we're not <laughs> bunch of fucking you know privileged righteous idiots i guess it's all about you can't tell me what to do you know what i mean and these same motherfuckers i know i'm doing a lot of straw man arguments here like i'm not arguing about any specific person i'm basically doing what i hate that uh Shapiro does is like I'm creating this fake person and then attacking them. Mm-hmm. But I'm speaking in generalities here. I'm being Shapiro's a, your boy. You love that guy. I want to fucking just give him a swirly every day of his fucking life. You, you listen to his podcast bitch. right after oh. you listen to Steve Bannon's podcast. Oh my god! If I had, I would. Uh, if I was like, if they, if someone, you know, the government was like, 
either listen to Ben Shapiro every day or we execute you with the electric chair. I'm like, I'll throw the switch myself, baby. End me now. I can't live that type of life. <clears throat> what were we talking about? I don't know. COVID so, shit and how it sucks. Vaccines, anti-vaxxers. 2022, baby. Tough, tough start. To, okay, let's get into a little bit more bad news and we'll bring it up. Tough start to the year in terms of celebrity deaths. We lost Meatloaf and Louie Anderson today. Fuck. I didn't hear about Louie Anderson. You didn't? That's news to me. Oh, dude. I was I was reading, you know, the good part about modern society is there's, uh, like, on Twitter, it's like when someone does uh, pass away, especially a beloved person, like Betty White, Bob Saget, Louie Anderson. So, mm -hmm. like, you start, like, so many old clips from old appearances on every show they were ever on start getting dumped online and and it's it's great to see those things but i was just reading so much about louie and hearing him tell stories and everything that came out about him was he was just such a fucking nice and good man and funny as shit everyone everyone loved louie and uh i in recent memory Nothing like the the most recent new thing that I watched that made me like uncontrollably laugh. Like when you're just out of your fucking mind laughing and there's tears rolling down your cheeks was fucking baskets, especially Louis like, oh, my God, that show. I forgot about it. Go ahead. Like when Louis characters first introduced, I was he is so fucking funny in that show. And I was just just murdering me. Just so good. If you haven't watched Baskets, I think it's all on Hulu still. It's so good. It's so weird and just Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis yeah. in dual roles. You gotta fucking watch Baskets. And we lost uh, Meatloaf. Sad, you know. I used to uh, listen to that Bad Out of Hell album a lot as like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and then um of course bob saget way too young 65 jesus christ and uh and, and and same thing for him it was like boom immediately everybody in the comedy world was just sharing their stories about him and yeah and god they were great and and you know even though you're just vicariously living through this you know black mirror all, you know, yeah. on your Twitter machine, yeah. you kind of like, or at least I got a little like choked up at some of the stories. I was like, man, oh, yeah. this guy really did fucking rule. Yeah, for sure. Like he, everyone was like, dude, he was so nice and always loving and sweet. And you love to hear that. And, and there's the argument like, you know, I love all that shit. If you have a story about someone like in that sphere that passed away and it's a good story, fucking tell it. You know what I mean? I want to hear mm -hmm. it. And then I guess it was all kicked off by Betty White, who was the like resident oldest person in the world that everyone loved. <laughs> she didn't make it to 100, but. And of course, Sidney Poitier passed away as well. He's like 94. Fuck. Yeah. But uh, I didn't watch it. I don't watch a ton of movies from that era. But I mean, I watch Golden Girls every night. I put it on at work every single night. Uh, and she was that show was great. If you if you never watched Golden Girls, there's a block on it 
there's a block on the Hallmark channel every fucking night. Check it out because it kicks total ass. It's just unbelievably funny. But what can you do? What's that? I mean, people get old, people die. Yeah, positive news for the New Year's. You guys just joined a pretty big podcast network. Yeah, if I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated creatively. I feel like things are coming together for us. We are invited to join Old City Sports Network. Uh, uh, you know, and that brings sponsorships. That brings you know more more uh, a new audience to us for sure. We add and like good. I was just, like, I think one of the first, not probably the first conversation we had when we did one of these episodes was about like the 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 life and and the vibe of the podcast especially when you've done it for as long as we've done it mm-hmm. um and how you have these like aspirations for it and you're super juiced off the bat and then that totally does fade just like anything in life like mm-hmm. you do get a little burned out and you don't know how to like keep it fresh and new to bring in more listeners and you know, like we said, we're not even trying to be fucking celebrities or like make a shitload of money off of this, but it would be cool if more person got ears on this and boom, you just took a huge step that I'm like, I, when, when you, when you were announcing that on the last monthly, I was like, I was like ecstatic. I was ah. listening in my kitchen, like kind of like stopped what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Cause I tuned in just to like, listen to Brittany, yeah. which by the way, the whole reason I was going to call and leave a voicemail <laughs> was to just like praise how amazing Brittany was. Yeah. I was like, is she a professional? Right. Has she been on a podcast before? Right. Like uh, instantly, anyway, instantly good. Not, not to totally suck your cock through the uh, discord machine here, but I got to tell I- you seriously, Tim, uh, this is not me blowing smoke. I'm going to say a uh, couple months ago, the first time you and I did a show together, which was, this is probably number six, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the positive response we got to that, that is what kind of lit the spark, like fired me up. And Fuck yeah. S- since then, I've been, you know, excited to do things, excited to uh, make make uh content and uh last month i said i was gonna fucking start twitch streaming mm-hmm. and i did i'm sitting here in my twitch streaming chair with my dual monitor setup you know what i mean and i forget what game did you play i started the much maligned grand theft auto 3 definitive edition for the switch and uh it's hard. I wish it was over, <laughs> but uh, no. Not it's... to not to derail the uh, positive vibes and a uh, lighten a fire under your ass conversation. No, but uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, you know, I had to learn all this. I had to learn this program OBS, and I had to, mm-hmm. you know, learn all these new little skills, which I like doing, and and buying all this new equipment. Like I'm having fun i'm getting frustrated but i'm working through my frustrations to you know solve problems and it feels good 
it's fun. Like right now I know that I'm on, I'm riding a wave of motivation, of creativity, of positivity. And it's like, especially like, it's important to work when you're not motivated. It's important to force yourself to work, but it's definitely important when you are feeling it to really push yourself and really make leaps forward, which I feel like, uh, I'm doing, I'm a, I'm a Twitch. I'm a, I'm a gamer. Sorry, mom. I'm a gamer. Okay. I Twitch game. I was, I was kind of having a similar conversation with my barber today. Uh, we, we, cause I hadn't seen him since COVID cause he was cutting from home. Um, <clears throat> but now he's back in town. So I, I went and got a cut from him. He's, he's a great dude. And we kind of both had the, the conversation of like, so how's life? Where, where are you working nowadays? You know, cause I think he knew I was no longer working in the restaurant biz. So I gave him my story. He gave me his story of how he like, you know, what happened since COVID. Um, but anyway, like it, it naturally evolved into the conversation about like, you know, a, as humans constantly wanting to learn and absorb knowledge and ev- evolve, I already used the word, but evolve. Yeah. And, and it, it is important to, uh, something that like, I don't listen to Chris Hardwick's podcast anymore. I stopped that years ago, yeah. but something that he always said that still rings true with me is, uh, getting out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. is always a positive thing. Like just dabble in something that you've never tried before. And like, you know, it, it, it can only bring positive things. Even if you do fail, it, it's not, I don't even know if it's the right word to call it a failure because you learn so much along the way and grew as a person that it's, it's worthwhile, you know, like, um, hell, I just got fucking, I don't want to, I'm going to word this correctly. I was able to refer Harrison to the same company I work for and he now works for the same company I work for. So he's on a fucking IT help desk, you know, doing the IT thing that he's been looking to do for the past year. Mm -hmm. And learning all sorts of new shit every day. I learn new shit from him every day. Um, and I, I think like, you know, he, he definitely has that attitude of like trying to put himself out there and do different things and like absorb new information and different ventures. Yeah. And I'm, it's great to see you doing kind of similar things with even as, as small and dumb as Twitch can be. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing to do. It is putting your ass right out there because it's live and people mm-hmm. are like looking at you and you got to talk. It's it. The first time you hit start stream, your face kind of gets hot. It's kind of there. Mm-hmm. Even if there's no one there, it's kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, it's like I've heard it referred to as a white belt mentality. Like, it's like always wanting to try new things and maybe not going into everything with the idea to advance to a black belt, but just start, try it. If you like it, stick with it. If it's not for you, try something else. But the, the trying is what's important. The, the using, uh, your brain to do new things is incredibly healthy. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a ton of like super famous philosophers and just celebrities in general that have worded this better, but as you know, essentially, once you stop challenging your brain and evolving as a human, you kind of just die as a human. Yeah. No matter if you're literally alive or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the brain's a muscle, right? If you don't sure. use it, you fucking lose it. 
with is uh, it true if you don't <laughs> use it you lose it oh man so i saw did you actually write some things down <laughs> i did i saw so i was trying to think of what we talked about last time i saw two movies in the theaters we okay. went and saw the matrix uh we didn't see it in IMAX, but we saw it late show Christmas Day. The bathroom at the Regal. Okay, so okay, so there's two uh urinals. One had a huge trash bag over it. Disgusting. I look into the sink. It's full of what looks like blood. Oh, great. And then I take a peek inside the stall. Oh boy. Disaster. What <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with people? They should have bathroom attendants that like if you act like that in a public bathroom, they should be able to shoot you dead. It was disgusting. But anyway, uh it was like veteran stadium level. <laughs> oh my god. It was like how do you get how do you even get shit there? Like what how did you even do that? That's unbelievable to me. The Matrix was, you know, it was very cool to be in the movie theater and hear that Matrix music, like that horn or whatever they use in Matrix. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last week, I went and I saw Licorice Pizza. Uh, the urinal was still had a trash bag over it, but the rest of the bathroom was clean. <laughs> And that was a lot of fun. Both movies too long. <laughs> but uh Really? Licorice Pizza's pretty long? Yeah, it's like over it's like two fifteen or something like that. And fifteen of that could be chopped off easily, but uh very long. Yeah, I feel like nowadays it's it's most movies are at least two hours, if not like two twenty. I've heard and, someone say that it's because they do better internationally if they're longer, and that's hmm. where movies make money now is internationally. I don't know if that's true. I didn't. I didn't look deeper into that, but someone said it on a podcast, and you know what, Timmy, I believe him. Yeah, I mean, where else do you get information? I don't get it from anywhere else. Uh, yeah. What? What? I talked about The Matrix with the guys from Com Majors and Keenan, and it, it, I, I have a tough time putting my finger on it. Like, I didn't dislike it. I didn't really love it. Like, the new one? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss, I think, are fantastic. Look, and Look great. Yeah, Look great, and I just I felt their chemistry mm-hmm. immediately again. Um, I don't know. I just, I wasn't sure. Totally but not I, blown away. It, I wasn't cheering at any, you know what I mean? It's getting rave critic reviews though. So I don't know if I'm missing something, but it just feels like a, this movie I might never revisit. Yeah. You know, I'm glad Lily Wachowski made the movie that she wanted to make. You know what sure. I mean? I'm glad the franchise didn't get taken from her and you know what I mean? My my one thought was that it actually, for once, felt like a movie that could have been uh, put into two movies. Yeah. I felt like there was so much trying to be said that kind of got crammed in there. Yeah. 
and dis- and even though it was already like a long long movie, as shit yeah it it really could have uh benefited by being two yeah yeah and it's like will i i will watch the first matrix right now you know what i mean i'll watch oh, the 99 matrix well, after I, I watched after I watched this new Matrix, like the next night, I was watching the original. Yeah, T- Tammy and I did the same thing, and we were like, and it "Man, this one fucking rocks! <laughs> so fucking cool! Still holds up! <laughs> so, so good!" I think that's what's so heartbreaking about the series, right? It's like this one is so good, mm-hmm. and then it's like, uh, "What can you do?" But yeah. Maybe- Everyone? Maybe an eventual uh, Doom-addled series of the Matrix movies. <laughs> okay, that would be fun. We should do. I watched. I uh, was only. I only really watched a couple of the shorts. But that. Have you ever seen the Animatrix? No, I don't think so. But very, I, I know what you're talking about. It's very cool. It really fills in a lot of history and stuff of this of mm-hmm. uh, the world in a very cool way because it's animated with cartoons. Um. So if we do that, we got to do the Animatrix, and we got to play both games in their entirety. Oh, obviously, and together, <laughs> yes. not not like on our own. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got to gather in Keenan's parents' basement, play them on the big projector screen, <laughs> brother. I know you're joking around, but if like we all got together on a Friday night to just fucking play. Enter the Matrix on Keenan's big projector screen and with fucking pizza and beers. Is there anything better than that? Dude, that's how I spent <laughs> most of my 20s. <laughs> oh. It was mainly Halo, but uh, we yeah. dabble in some other games too. But, what more yeah. could you want out of life, brother? You got to keep it simple. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, so uh, have you seen anything else? No, I... I Cat and I both got out to see Spider-Man once we were over COVID. How'd you um, how'd you like it? It's it's great. Yeah. Like I, I think there's just like this bar set for Marvel movies that's not super high. It's just like it's you're guaranteed to be entertained and have a pleasant experience. But I, I don't know how much more they can do to really like wow me anymore. And I don't mean that in a way to like uh, put down the newest Spider-Man movie. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, you know, s- spoilers, but some certain people show up from the previous Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, movies. Yeah. Um, and they're all fantastic. Yeah. And, and it, it, like, it, it's like, Keenan always uses the word comfort food. I don't want to use that, but it just, it, it just is like, and I also want to call it formulaic because that's also a like poor con- like a poor connotation, but, but it ju- it just simply delivers, you know. Right. It's 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 the machine. It's Disney is a ma- an entertainment machine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like if they're putting something out, like you said, it's going to entertain you, and it's going to have a certain level of quality, no matter what. Right. And that's at the very least what all Marvel movies do, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> I feel like eventually there there will be an episode <laughs> about specifically with Jim from Com Majors, uh, to talk about like 
the Marvel movies and yeah. just like not not that they are ruining Hollywood, but like you know what. I don't know. We, we we talk about it a little bit when we talk about A24 movies and how unless you're a fucking giant franchise Disney machine movie or big part of a giant universe like, you know, the DC movies are trying to recreate the Marvel universe. Hell, Dune's being recreated and I love Dune, but yeah. still it's like it's it's all these like not really original ideas and that's where like A24 comes in and really fucking delivers for me because they are always these fresh original ideas but mm -hmm. other than that 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 that's it like there's not really else out on the market that isn't already like being uh, redone or part yeah. of a big universe unless you're like a handful of guys unless you're like nolan tarantino wes mm -hmm. Anderson. there's like a there's like a handful of filmmakers that could do whatever they want or hell even like licorice pizza pta yeah yep he's one of them and if and it's like or you get an A twenty four movie, and if not, if you're not in one of those camps, then it's then it's like, you know, franchises. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I was watching a a fun thing you could do like on YouTube, like if you're just like doing chores or whatever, and you want something on TV. I was I put on a, a NFL game from nineteen ninety one. Monday Night Football, Philadelphia Eagles versus uh, the Houston Oilers mm. in Houston. And God damn. They're playing in Houston. I guess it's the Astrodome. I don't know how they ever fucking played football on AstroTurf, brother. Like, Dude. the entire game. Okay, so the Eagles had a monster defense, and their offense was awful, right? Well, at that point, you know, like Reggie White's on defense, right? It's Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons. Right. They were they Seth joint. They were murderers. Like, and then was it like Randall Cunningham, and that's it on offense? Yeah, but this season of the game I watched, Randall Cunningham got hurt in the first game of the season. Was out all year. Hurt. So the starting quarterback in this game was Jim McMahon, who you may know mm -hmm. from the '86 Bears, and he sucked, and he got hurt, and the back like it's like. That at the this point in the season, the Eagles were averaging like two point nine yards per carry. It was like <laughs> their defense was wild. Their offense sucked. So it was like every fucking offensive play looked like shit for both teams. Like the game just looked terrible. <laughs> and they these dudes like everyone has giant pads on, which I think are cool. But they're all they're playing on this fucking astroturf, which looks like fucking concrete. Mm -hmm. And they're all just smashing their heads into each other as hard as they can and like slamming down onto fucking AstroTurf. And you could like fucking, you could tell it's just ripping their skin and they're all fucking just smashing each other. It's like, fuck all these pussies that are like, the game used to be tough. The game used to be insane. It's insane now, but back then it was like, this is just like murder on TV. It's like, and it looks like shit. Everyone sucks. <laughs> well, you, you didn't even need to watch that game from, you know, or the game in Houston because I mean they had it in the vet. Yeah, the vet. And, and every every player used to describe it as fucking concrete. And then to to, I mean I I don't know about Houston. They might have had a similar problem. But I remember, you know, because because the 
the vet used to double as the Phillies stadium. The the like lines where the mound was and like yeah. where you know first base was or whatever. They would they the seams were all yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So like players would like break their ankles on these things. <laughs> not not to mention they're getting slammed into concrete. I feel like didn't Mike Michael Irvin get like a really bad injury at the vet? Yeah, and, like, I feel like he almost. I think he may have ended his career. And like someone said, it was like laying a green carpet on your driveway and playing on that. Yep. Like, yeah, that sounds right. How? Who? How, why did? Why did they do that? Just was it fucking, just cheap? <laughs> That's it. Had to be, right? Had to be. It's like we're gonna build this multi-purpose stadium, and we're we're not gonna have to hire anyone to cut the grass. Like, what the? You guys are maniacs. Yeah. But it's fun to be in that, like, just have a TV broadcast from that era on, just in the background, hear commercials for like Bud Budweiser Dry and things like this shit <laughs> that just is not around anymore. Right. Just a bygone yeah, I, era. Speaking of people that have passed, you know, John Madden, I, I was trying oh! to like ver- verbalize on, on our podcast, like how, like, that that dude fucking ruled, and a lot of people, like, harp on the broadcast nowadays, and I just, I just don't care. I don't, I do not care about the broadcast. It either adds to the experience, or if I'm, like, if it's, if it's actually poor, I tune it out. I just, I don't care. But John Madden really was fun. Like he just he just was so jovial and he could also break down a play and like he might not really make sense in his sentences and he would he would be like no 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 boom yeah. he's gone. And yeah. like it, but it was just it, it was so entertaining and that ah that dude fucking ruled. He was the best to ever do it. Everyone now like if you lived with John Madden Everyone else pales in comparison. Everyone on a national level. It's because mm-hmm. he was so good and so fun. Mm-hmm. And like he was just a sensation. It was like you can't possibly live up to that. It's like being in Philadelphia. And I mean, God bless T Mac. He's a great broadcaster, but you're following Harry Callis. Mm. It's like it's just not ever going to, you know, if you've had Harry Callis at. And John Madden, it's like, yeah, I, I had the best there ever was. You know, I I witnessed great, like as great as it could ever be, and it'll never be like that again. And yeah, I, like, I I thought about John Madden all the times in the in the year since he retired, and it's just like, I just miss hearing that dude's voice once a week. I just miss mm-hmm. like being with the guy because we got a lot of cat activity behind. Just scared the shit out of me. I thought it was a prowler. But it, <laughs> the the ones crying, he clearly wants food, but it's okay. They're fine. But yeah, so R.I.P. Yeah, John like, Madden. Even times that he would break down a play and he'd like do the the teleprompter yeah. scribbles, usually didn't make sense. He's <laughs> but, like here, but he's like boop. And it's just like hell yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah, more. Like, uh, t- Tony Romo. Um, not so much this year. Like like. He was on the uh, the Dallas playoff game that they lost just recently to the Niners, and yeah. it was kind of obvious that he was just like getting so excited for the Cowboys comeback. I I watched the Nickelodeon broadcast. I I saw that on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great because it was like I think they had 
uh, two people, like one of the people I don't think knew much about football. So like anytime something cool would happen, they'd just be like, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was so cool. Yeah, like I, I would like some comedians to do that, or yeah. even what Eli and uh, Dude, Peyton do. That is gold. Like that's it is. the best. Fucking do that every fucking game. It's so great. Put them on like HBO or something where they could just cuss or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Or just put it on YouTube, like with, and just let them fucking go because because that shit is fun as shit. Those two are good dudes. I will admit that despite being the the bane of my childhood, Troy Aikman uh, and those amazing Dallas teams, yeah, I think he's still pretty good as a, as, a, as a broadcaster. And he was on the Eagles playoff game, and he was he was fair, and he kind of like he never really came out and said it, but he, you could tell he was just like so bored with the Eagles and their at, offense because it was dreadful. At <laughs> one point, he did say like. Uh... Because they were talking about a game that was coming up later, like the big game. And he was mm-hmm. like, must be nice to call that game. Like, you could tell, like, he was like, Joe Buck, we should have got that game. This game's boring as shit. This game's fucking bullshit. Why, how did we get roped into this? I know. It's like. And, and like, he, he, I feel like he flat out said at one point, he's like, I mean, Jalen Hurts has Devontae Smith open, and yeah. he just isn't making the throw. And that that's his analysis. And yeah. it's like. It sounds so rudimentary, but he's dead on. He's yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a game where you really needed everything to go perfect to stand a chance. And, you know, the league's fixed, obviously. The, mm, obvious. The, the roughing the passer call was fake and was at a – immediate momentum killer that was like a third down huge play first drive of the game yep uh so they put a stop to that real quick and then that fucking huge fucking phantom holding call on jason kelsey was uh the same thing on offense like two huge momentum swings done 100 percent by the referees for a team like that, that needs everything to go the right way. That's all you got to do to to fix a game. You know what I mean? Two, right. So two. Obviously, obviously the league is fixed, but uh, the this league is- wants Tom Brady to win. The league is begging for it, and all it doesn't take a hundred bad calls. Two, obviously, you know, four Tom Brady's team calls. All you need to crush a team like the Eagles that needed everything to go their way. When it started to, it's like, oh, shit, they're coming out hot on defense. Here, Tom, here's a roughing the passer for you, brother. And this segment has been brought to you by Parks Casino app. (laughs) (laughs) Throw all your money away on a fixed game. Yeah, it's like betting on wrestling. It's like, what are you doing? But, Timmy, you informed me this football season you came out on top, did you not? As of right now, I am on top. I'm up by, like... Uh, so I put in a hundred bucks before the season started and I'm up to like two thirty. Hello so, yeah. folks. That's uh, th- nothing to shake a stick at. Hit a couple big parlays. One was in hockey, uh, a, a couple in football, but the, the, the most recent one was I bet on Jacksonville to beat the Colts. <laughs> Cause you know, I'm sorry, man. I'm to the point where Carson Wentz might 
be a backup in a year or two. Yeah. We had this conversation over text um, that it's like, was he ever good? <laughs> Did he go to San Diego State for a reason? You know what I mean? South Dakota. South Dakota State. Oh, excuse me. Why didn't he go to a SEC school? You know what I mean? Or, or was it North Dakota? Whatever. I think it was, it was Dakota. It was, no, South Dakota was not the Fighting Sioux. Oh, excuse me, the Fighting Eagles or whatever. But uh, I mean, uh, he 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 honestly did have an incredible 2017 season, and he got injured. And I think I was trying to say to you that that's where I legitimately do feel bad for the guy because, like, if that injury doesn't happen, does he have a different? career i don't know right. um if but that, the thing the if thing that injury that, doesn't happen to the eagles win the super bowl these are all questions you know what i mean i still stand firm that he, if he's healthy in the super bowl they're fucking winning the super bowl just despite you know what nick Foles did and he was amazing but anyway like the the part that i cannot let him live down is the way he exited it was like dude 2020 you were probably the worst the worst quarterback in football you sucked you fucking sucked shit and now there were circumstances outside of your control that added to it like doug peterson maybe wasn't the best play caller that year you didn't have a lot of weapons but it was a lot on you man like you fucking sucked shit you Mm. fumbled the ball a shitload you couldn't hit a five-yard pass if your fucking life depended on it and like the lack of ownership and just fessing like and just wanting to be better it, it, it's so reminiscent of what's going on with Ben Simmons right now and it's just maddening like mm. no it's not my fault i'm not the problem it's fucking philadelphia see you later i demand a trade well good luck colts look what you got you got a fucking guy who shit the bed the last two games of the season and you know laughably lost you a playoff berth have fun with that. Thanks for the first round pick. See you later. To the Jags. To the Jaguars. To the fucking Jags. The Jags have the number one overall pick. They yeah. were the worst team in football. Uh oh. I did something to my chair. It's now locked. Uh-oh. Fuck. Oh. Well. You've been going long, man. Yeah. I think we did it all. I think we uh, said everything there was to say. Uh, Do you want to talk about like flat earthers to really rile up Keenan? That's like his, that's his biggest pet peeve. How many of those people are there? You know what I mean? (laughs) Can't be that many. Or yeah, people that don't. (laughs) I sent him, I sent him a screenshot of a tweet today of someone just asking the question. So wait, do flat earthers only think the earth is flat and not the other planets? (laughs) Right. Or they think like, I the whole thing is a projection, you know, it's all fit. Like, or do you, do they think we're in matrix pods? What's going on? <laughs> Unbelievable. We're the greatest Sorry. country in the world. Number one. We we're just about to wrap shit up. And I was like, yeah, let's derail the conversation one more time. I'll go all night, dude. I'm a professional. So what do you got coming up on pop battled brother? Well, yeah, next we'll be talking with your fellow co-host, Adam Costa, and he's going to react to our restaurant episode. Very excited. Um, Past that, we we still got some things that are down the line. Um, We're going to continue our residuum uh, tabletop gaming episode. 
that uh, Ralph De Silvestro that we uh, went to high school with made his own fucking like basically uh, similar to D and D, only it's like sci-fi and in the future and post-apocalyptic. It's fucking fun. It's so cool. Hell yeah. Um, we're gonna continue that. Uh, we gotta. I know Warren's got a lot on his plate right now, so we're not, you know, chomping at the bit to do this, but. We we went through all of the Chucky movies with him, mm-hmm. and there there was a, a Chucky television show on Sci-Fi yeah. that we we need to review with him. I'm actually like halfway through, and it's pretty fucking cool. So that that'll be in the future. And other than that, just your usual topical conversations with me and uh, Keenan, and some movie reviews, top five episodes. Doom Addled's coming up Wednesday. Oh fuck, that's recording. Right. Yeah. Recording Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah. Doom addled, and we're going through some John Woo movies, correct? Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it yet? A Better Tomorrow? I have yet to watch it. I watched it once already. I'm going to watch it again. You're in for a treat, I think. Very exciting. 90 minutes. Uh, tight. It's a tight film. Bringing it full circle, you know? Not a over two-hour movie long situation, plus... You know, constantly trying to do new things. Let me let me in on the John Wood universe. Please. I'm all about it. Please come in. I can't wait. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for listening to us. And of course, uh, you can catch me on Twitch on Wednesday nights at ten o'clock. Super Dino Mike uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I tweet out when I'm going live and all that bullshit. Watch me. Uh, Gag off GTA three, uh, absentmindedly <laughs> grab my dick and, you know, squeeze my nipples. Cause I forget I'm on camera. Uh, maybe I'll even piss my pants if I get enough freaks in the chat tipping me. You know what I Hell mean? Yeah. Send me 500 tokens. I'll fucking piss my fucking sweatpants right now. You pigs thousand tokens. He's going to poop his pants. <laughs> I'll do anything for tokens. I'll do anything for you, Timbo. And anything for the at-home listener. Uh, that's all I got. And we'll. Uh, I'll talk to you next month, Timbo. Rock on, buddy. Bye.